Good evening. Welcome to the Lost Lake Farmer podcast. It is Tuesday, February 15th. Yesterday, I had the vet come out and preg check all the heifers that I thought I had bred. And as well as two cows. So we had 11 heifers and two cows preg checked. Both cows were pregnant. And um, nine out of 11 heifers were pregnant. One of them had some ovarian cysts. So we gave her a shot of GnRH. It's a it's a hormone that um, should help to break open those cysts. And then before we try and breed her again, We'll have the vet come out again and check to see if she still has any cysts. So that was why she was not pregnant and why it was also kind of hard to see when she was coming into heat because the cysts were kind of messing with her system. And then the other heifer that was open, Karima, it... Her, her uterus was kind of soft, which the vet said, see, told her that it was likely she had been pregnant within the last 30 days, probably, but lost the calf. So she had been bred sometime in October, so, so it would have been like 100-some days along. So it still would have been pretty tiny. It wasn't like a... Anything that would have been recognizable as a calf. So I, it's not that I was missing heats or anything. But that's still disappointing because there's another heifer that I had thought was bred that just came into heat last week. And so I didn't even have her preg checked. Fatima is her name. And one of the first calf heifers in the milking group, Halime, also is open. I bred her three times. So that's pretty disappointing. She's milking really well, but... You know, sometimes with those first calf heifers, they're they're they they can still be developing and growing. They might not be at full size when they have that first calf, so they're still growing and developing when when they are going into that lactation. So there's just their body is being asked to do a lot. So hopefully we can get her pregnant um, in the next round. So at this point, 
our breeding is has come to a close. I guess what I call the 2021 breeding season, which goes into the end of January 2022, um, because I I breed from the first of June through the 31st of January. And then anybody that's not pregnant after that has to wait till either gets cold or, or has to wait till June to get bred again. Uh, because those are the months when that translates to um, not having any calves from have any having any calves born from pretty much November 15th through March 15th. So by doing that, I'm avoiding winter calving um, because those are really the only calf health issues that we've had are with calves, you know, kind of in the first two or three days. Really, it's the first hour. If you don't catch them right away, when they're, if it's really cold and windy out and they're wet, um, it's just... They don't do very well. They they need to they need to get dry. If they can if they can get dry and and get some colostrum in their bellies, then they're usually pretty rock solid. Although we did have a couple calves a few years ago that are now in the bred heifer group that um, ended up with frostbit ears. One of them, Ayla, um, you can still see her ears are just a little bit on the short side. But don't say anything about it. She's a little self-conscious. So, we are, well, there are still uh, two cows that I bred right at the end of the breeding season. Um, Anya. And Astrid, who uh, I'm waiting to see if they cycle again. I guess they're due to cycle on like the February 23rd or 24th, something like that. So if they're pregnant and everybody keeps their pregnancies, who's pregnant now, um, we will be having 22 calves in 2022. And of those, I think there are 12 bred to dairy breeds and 10 bred to beef breeds. So all the ones that are bred, bred to, well, Angus, all the ones that are bred to Angus, the, the calves will get sold at about a week old, regardless of sex. And the dairy calves, the bulls will also get sold at a week old. And we will keep only the heifers of dairy breeds. So with those numbers, we would theoretically we have 50% heifers 
would have six replacement heifers in the in that calf crop, which would be right exactly what I need, really. But it's possible we won't won't have that many, or it's possible we'll have more. The other thing it got me thinking about, just because it's it's so much work getting all these cows bred with with artificial insemination between monitoring heats, trying to catch them, and breeding them, especially in the, the heifers, and especially once they're out on pasture to because to to bring them up to breed. You know, it's just like I pretty much have to, you know, set up a bunch of lanes and and have depending where they are and bring up the whole group. And it, it just takes a lot of extra time. And 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 really to I should be monitoring heats, going out to, to watch for heats at least twice a day. And standing there and observing for a good 10, 15 minutes. And I'd also prefer to put heat detectors on. So if they, you know, if I don't catch one, then I can see that heat detector turned red. But I have to get them up to the chute to get the heat detector on as well. So that's, you know, another reason why I haven't done that sometimes. So... So what I'm considering, probably not for this year, but maybe next year or maybe at the end of this year, who knows, I'm just kind of starting to consider it is getting a small, relatively small calving ease beef bull that would breed all of the heifers And then all of the cows that are not bred past a certain point in the fall. So I don't know when that would be, that I would move the bull from the heifers into the cows. And and then uh, the bull can sort of clean up all the all the all the ones that are kind of at the tail end of the breeding season. But the reason there, there are a number of reasons I haven't wanted to have a bull. Uh, The first is safety. Bulls are big, aggressive animals. And even if they're a docile bull, a lot of the times when people get injured or killed by bulls, it's a bull that was docile until it wasn't. Or a bull that is docile but then wants to play and doesn't realize how fragile humans are. Um, So there's that safety aspect and just... You know, anytime I'm out in the pasture having to 
watch my back and worry about the bull because I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel comfortable turning my back to on a bull when I'm in the pasture. Um, and then the other aspect is fencing, bullproof fencing. So making sure, you know, if I guess if the if the heifer group group is say over at Orchards at our other summer pasture where we often keep keep the heifers for the summer, um, I guess that the bull wouldn't get out. You know, wouldn't breed any of our milk cows unintentionally while he's over there with the heifers but i would have to make sure i wouldn't be able to put any of the younger heifers that are still too small to breed in that group or if the group that's getting bred is at the home farm then i would have to have fences that would make sure the bull would not jump or break through fences when a cow is in heat to go breed that cow before I artificially inseminate the cow. And then there's the whole non-breeding season. Where do you put the bull then? You have to have a separate pen to keep the bull in. And it has to be very sturdy so that that bull can't break out of there. And and then the third aspect is feeding a bull year round. Uh, they're big animals, so they eat a lot. And um, I guess I haven't. I well, I did kind of back of the envelope calculation once, and compared to the cost of semen and the cost of of nitrogen fill and so forth, it's. I think depending what you, how much you spend on the bowl, um, you know, it might come about even, but if you're having to pay, I think I, I calculated in $1,500 for a bowl, which I think is a pretty darn cheap bowl. So you're not going to get very special genetics with that. So feed costs, I guess would be the final thing. But one more thing on the on the positive aspect um, of having a bull from a biodynamic perspective, it is often considered important for herd dynamics and for the overall health of the farm organism to have that male energy of the bull. Um, and I do admit it would change, change a lot. And I haven't been, I guess one of the farms I was on in Germany had, I know two, two of the farms did. One of the Yeah, one had a bull in a freestall barn. 
and another one. He had a bull that was in a stanchion barn, and I don't feel like the bull. Trying to remember so long ago. The bull was only there for that. He got rid of the bull during the year I was there. And I remember him in the winter. He had his own stanchion in a spot kind of away from the cows. And when he wanted to breed a cow, he would heat detect. And then he would let the cow and the bull out into the loafing area for like half an hour. The bull would do what he needed to do. And then he would put them back in their stanchions. Um, so a very hands-on approach to breeding, but I don't remember the bull being out on pasture. Uh, so I don't know if that was because the bull wasn't there during the pasture season when I was there, or if the bull stayed in the barn all the time. So at any rate, I don't have a lot of experience with working with bulls or with bull energy. I've done, you know, been on farms with bulls. Um, there was a beef bowl on our farm when I was a kid. Um, Zeus, I think he was a Hereford bowl. And before that, we had a borrowed bowl that was a smaller, he was called Curly, and he was really friendly. Um, don't remember what breed he was, but at any rate, um, my, my experience with bulls is, is limited and I have been wary. Um, and I guess the other reason I haven't wanted to have a bull is because of wanting to kind of bring in different kinds of genetics that I wouldn't necessarily be able to buy. The, the, the quality of genetic dairy genetics I wouldn't be able to buy in a dairy bowl. Um, and I wouldn't be able to bring in the variety that I'm bringing. So those are the, my thoughts on bulls and my results on pregnancies and the outlook for calving 2022. First cow is due on March 25th. That is Gerhild, and she is dry now. That's enough for tonight. Have a good evening.